Mesa is an Irish artist based in Dublin. Starting life on the streets as a graffiti writer, his work has evolved from large-scale murals featuring bright block colours and geometric patterning to more abstract works in the studio. With Enter Gallery, his latest print release draws on various influences from his past. And talking to art-related noise, he discusses just what those are and gives us an insight into his art and his career. This is Art-Related Noise. Hello and welcome to this episode of Art Related Noise, the podcast of the Enter Gallery in Brighton. We've got a special guest today. It's uh, Mesa, all the way from Dublin. Hi, Mesa. How are you doing? I'm very good, Stuart. How are you? You look like you're in your uh, studio. Is that right? Is that sort of your... Yeah, we call them ateliers over here. And, uh, <laughs> they, um, it's, yeah, Atelier Mesa to be now rebranded to rename to Atelier now because it, it's, it has dual function. It's my studio and also um, a gallery space and event space. But it's come to time now where I have to sort of move out just to focus a little bit more on my on my practice. So we're here in the city centre. It's quite a large space you can sort of see. So it's a short sort of shared space with lots of different artists, or is it mainly yeah. your, your work oh, no. that goes on? It's, it's pretty much me. And then Johnny here does sort of video content and takes photos for the gallery. And just we work together on mural projects. And then Martina uh, works with me on managing all the projects, all the hard work. I get to do the fun bits. One of the reasons we wanted to, to chat to you today, we've got a, a print release with the Enter Gallery. I wonder if you could just talk me through the, the print release and, and how it came about. And and uh, and then we'll we'll take some questions after that about maybe your, your art. Yeah, well, the Enter Gallery, I know them for the last few years. The owners actually visited here before. But they were they were selling some of my fine art prints from... Uh, print gallery in, mm-hmm. in the States that produced my prints and built a relationship with them. And then we talked about doing one together. And so that's where it's, it's come tonight. And they invited me into a group show and I had to participate in that and contribute my work. So just sort of unfolded naturally from working together before. And now it's doing this sort of exclusive print together. To look at the work, you know, you see it's, it's vibrant, it's colourful. There's lots yeah. of stuff going into it. Uh, for me, it seems like, I don't know. I, I'm quite used to your your um, your street work, so sort yeah. of more blocks of of colour, geometric patterns. But this seems to be an evolution of that, where you're just you're, sure. you're, I don't know, you're just throwing it about a bit more. I, it, it's loosened up. That comes with time. You're de- you're developing your skill and your craft, and it's going to evolve. It probably looks more relaxed, probably because maybe I am a little bit more relaxed than I was. But your, your community, and you also have more time to spend on a piece, like you're speaking about my public works. You're outside in the elements, just a lot more to work with and against in those spaces. So when you when you can sit in the studio, um, you can devote more time to it, you know, and, and see where it leads you. So the work is naturally progressing. What it's actually doing is the work that you see in the studio is taking influence from the space outside, so I'm bringing it inside. And I'm, I'm investigating sort of uh, how artwork engages with the city and also landscape, Irish landscape. I do a lot of outdoor activities and hiking and I can sort of see that come into play into my, into my work a lot more. I lived in London actually for a few years and I think that's where I first started investigating botanics. I was in an area called Bow, great, great spot to live in. It was very congested for what I was used to, you know, sort of surrounded by a city. And I found myself buying more plants and putting them in my bedroom. And then with that, sort of drawing them. And it just sort of came into my work then. 
a lot more. So yeah, that that work you see is it's like the next development, I guess. Too. And now what I'm doing now is I'm bringing those works sort of in the studio. I'm bringing them back outside to paint the murals. A couple of things to talk about there, but but first of all, the so, so the piece that you've you've released for Enter Gallery is there a particular? You mentioned a lot of potential influences that could go into that that work. Is there anything you're thinking about that has gone into that work, or that you that has informed that work that you've released? Yeah, it's a natural progression each time. So evidence informed, like you can look at that. This this you can you can strip that right back to this two this two forms on that right, the blue and the red, the blue and the orange right forms. That that stems right back to me seeing Cantu doing graffiti and and understanding his color theory of hot and cold. And if there's a hot fill in, there has to be a cold outline for the pop and color. So th that's this influence is right back there from that. Um, each thing develops on, and if you have the confidence in your work and experience, it gives you time to play on the canvas. You know, there's a lot of duds that come out of doing doing that sort of way. Like, you know, when you're talking about public works, you have to plan it down a lot more because painting a massive piece on the side of a building or a yellow shape and then it doesn't work. It's a lot of work getting to fix that. But in these sort of spaces, these smaller sort of frameworks, you can play with it. So I'm pulling together all the different things that inspire me at the time or enjoy, or I call them sort of like, it's like a visual language or visual assets. And you're just composing them to sort of see the day sing the song you want to sing or something you know that way and not be out of tune it sounds like it's a bit of a collage that you're taking from different parts of your memory different parts of your life and you're just bringing them together and each bit seems like it's representing i don't know something maybe it's an unconscious thing you might even put, be putting it in that's it that, that so that can be a narrative for your work or else you might be quite clearly like i'll be working on another collection of work that i'll be interested in let's say the transition of analog work to nft so that might dictate the visual language for that collection of work let's say but for a lot of the work it's responding you are responding to your environment and your relationships and your encounterments and like all that sort of comes to play then you release that onto onto canvas each each one is particular but with that that piece there, I was really enjoying painting, and then and then I could see it got to the tipping point. It's like, okay, this this is going where I wanted to go. I can bring it to the last twenty percent confidently, knowing that it's going to execute it to what I want it to be. You know, behind that, then there's another five canvases that weren't successful, and you just don't see them. <laughs> so it's an evolution, then, isn't it? It's an evolution of your thought process. It's constant. It's moving. It's in, just it's like yourself, you know, just like ourselves, where. Yeah. We're learning and changing our opinions and ourselves and true education and learning more, you'll adapt. That's it's the same as the painting. And you talked about botanics, you know, in the previous response as well. So so how 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 is that coming through in your work and what what started the interest there? I think again, yeah, it's probably all triggered back to being in London. And I'm from Dublin. Lived in the city, but it's not. It's not the beast that London is. An hour to go for a pint to meet someone like it's not. It's not that. So it made me realise sort of how small Dublin was. Or so, but I just I, I for myself, London was brilliant and I loved it. But I probably wasn't equipped for it as much. So I was finding myself invest. I was looking at plants. If I was to be totally transparent, I was looking at plants to sort of alleviate anxiety. Right, I found myself very anxious a lot of the time, and I think that was to to, to do a pace. And you and when you grow up in a busier environment, your more your ability to sort of drown out noise and visuals is a lot easier. But I wasn't. I was like sort of dumped into it. I was like, 
you know, coming out of the tube, I'm like, holy shit, there's fucking 12 million people right here, you know. Um, so I started like looking at plants and looking at English ivy, aloe vera, and started buying them to decorate the room as well. Cost effective way of making it not so pretty room, a small flat look good. Instead of illustrating them and through that investigation, I started learning more and started bringing them into my work. On the side as well as that, I started just enjoying hill, hill walking and got mountains and all this sort of shit, like just being up high and seeing over a space and and started traveling to Kilimanjaro, Patagonia, like loads of different places, hill walking. And naturally, if you're in those environments, I think you're going to be influenced by them. And they just found a way as taking like a leading narrative into my work. And it became a really easy vehicle for me to have the hardline work that I did before that you're familiar with. And then injecting this sort of more loose gestural feel. And because with that as well, if we look back a few years ago, there was definitely blurred lines. I was trying to master a technique with spray paint where it almost looks like you control the paint. So people are like surprised that, oh, you you spray painted that. But then there's been such a big push with digital art and vector art that when you're showcasing it online, you're losing this sense of connection of touch. So with the painting and these gestural botanics and loosening up my work, I wanted to show that I was more present in the action of painting. Yeah, in terms of how, how we might you know, see that, how we might understand your work, particularly through the lens of you know, the, the piece that you've just created for, for Enter, how might we identify that sort of thought coming through that sort of botanical element? What would we be looking at there? By me, by me leaving the mistakes and showing the faults and letting them know that this isn't polished, I'm not polished, you're not polished. Like it's you bring it to a certain space and then accepting that it's okay. So there's overlays there of sprays and showing the mediums that you use, being very transparent to showing the different mediums and tools I use are there. And then the final layer, one of the last final layers is of the plant that I draw. And that sort of pulls all the elements together. And it's usually governed by a black gestural line. And um, because for colors, from my understanding of color theory, you can have them all, but the what balances and everything is there is your quantity of white and black that you bring in. So it's starting with white and then I'm putting in the color. And then I'm okay, it's overcolored, pull in a bit more white or inject black. And that's sort of it's almost like your hue and saturation of the painting to get the balance right to see if everything sort of works in harmony. I want to take you, you know, back to the, you know, when you started. I, I think tell me from what you started really becoming known as a graffiti writer. So you started on the yeah. on the street and then and it's from there that your style sort of evolved into what we see now. Can you can you take us back to those early days and tell us what got you interested in? graffiti art yeah. in, the, in the first place that's where I, I pretty much learned art you know and uh, it, it probably holds such a big part of my career out of respect for the culture I wouldn't say uh, I, I don't like using it as a promotional tool <laughs> for my work I was a graffiti writer and I am it anymore when I was doing that that's all I was just going to do forever I was very committed to it to the culture and still am as a as a as a as not so much a spectator but a as a spectator rather than a person who does it. But yeah, I started like most just tagging, just writing my name around the, around the city. Uh, I picked up a, a publication called Graphitism. I'm sure it's still being made, maybe not, but it was in the UK. And that was like a, an index into the UK bombing scene. So we did a lot of, fuck, if I think back then, a lot of DDS, a lot, just a lot of 
different bond. Like uh, it was where I first saw Chrome or or Hollows, or and I realized it's more the tagging. And then as I got a little bit older, I got to explore my city and I saw graffiti writers there doing the same thing. And then there was a graffiti shop, and that was that was pretty much the start of it. And there's a few like, and I got to actually meet them fellas who were like minded as well. And I think for a lot of graffiti writers um, or artists, you're definitely um, maybe orbiting on the periphery a little bit. I use that terminology quite a lot, but you don't. In terms of, it was a social circle that I felt a little bit most comfortable in, and uh, and it, 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 I I was doing graffiti because I just. I don't know, it, it ticked a lot of boxes of me as a young male, getting to explore, explore be deviant, uh, to leave your mark and to see it. And there was just a lot to it. It was, it was really, it was really great times, like a great time, you know. And it developed on then. My interest was definitely, I was looking at, if we're talking about English writers, there's a VOP crew were coming over to Ireland quite a lot for uh, the jam and there's Mir. And and so I was looking at all them and there, there's a big culture on doing uh, big murals back then. I don't. I don't see it as much now. Backgrounds and characters. So I, I, I found I was really interested in that. So they steered me towards that. You know. And and had you already had you always been interested in art? Have you had you always considered yourself an artist, or was it actually you got into graffiti? You started uh, meeting different people, and then you you thought actually art is for me. This is something I really want to progress, and I want to. And and you sort of consciously in, enhancing your skills throughout, if you like, was. Was, was that how it worked with your interest in art? Yeah, the graffiti was definitely the kickstarter for it. Uh, I probably did do art and like it, but it was just like another subject, you know. It was just I, I did a bit of art, and I remember being in school, and they were uh, with the guidance counsellor, and, like, what are you going to do? Is just, it was it be art or geography or some shit like that. And So it wasn't held as... There was no careers, really, or anything like that in it. But I always... If I... If I Look back on it, uh, it's always been there. I've always found myself back to it. So, yeah, graffiti just ticked a lot of boxes, you know, and uh, I found a lot of interest in it and sort of spoke a language that I could understand in some way. And it's governed my life pretty much since, like all my habits and friends and everything is 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 based around art. But I found a true graffiti or, you know, I, I don't really like to say in street art, because uh, I just think of people juggling balls and on the in the park, but the, the post graffiti contemporary mural culture, whatever it was, was really a place where I could be my own and and put a lot of my skills to to showcase my work there and create large installations. And the public space was a great platform for me to have engagement with my work. So uh, you know, there's a few years ago I was traveling a lot and a lot of UK artists as well. We're like this little circuit of it's like circus going around we all meeting each other in different countries, you know. But I was the experiential installation guy where you could walk on the painting or something, and then you'd have Deface doing a, a, an incredible mural down the road. And so yeah, it's, it's just something that's been with me the whole time. But yeah, it's it's brought me to art for sure. And this hybrid of art now that you know, we're still trying to battle get into galleries well if we want to, but we're definitely this new hybrid of artists that and now with culture changing again with NFTs, it's all like you're multidisciplinary now, you know. It's, it's great. It's a great time. It's, it's interesting looking back, isn't it, and seeing, you know, how you might have, you know, the, you know, the different stages. You're absolutely right with the NFTs. It's yet another you know, stage <laughs> that people are looking at. I'm not, still not convinced. I really understand what they are. But. 
<laughs> yeah, because once you do, they'll flip it on you, man, and then make it even more. Hey, what? I'm, I'm, I'm just like out of that game, man. Uh, <laughs> I just, so you're doing your thing. I want you, just quite interesting to how you move from maybe the the street stuff to the big stuff. That I, you know, what 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 was the trigger? You know, what what was that particular moment that, that said actually I'm going to use amazing geometrical pattern walls now, uh, oh. as opposed to the stuff on the street? Was 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 that a time that you remember there's been a few there has been one big eureka moment it comes down to mindset and self-confidence and there's definitely been i could say confidently like i'm very very ambitious and driven i i don't really switch off and uh, and that's a great attribute i feel for for me to for, for my career and um, for, for for my artistic career um there's been moments where you're doing stuff. There's been lots of shit moments as well, man, where I'm absolutely broken, like this is pointless and I can't pay my rent and and you're exhausted and then you have to do, like, you know, these paths were written for us so we don't know. So I was doing commercial work and, like, my abilities to, like, to adapt it to sign writing and commercial advertising. And in hindsight, that internally getting, like, really frustrating and like not having your own voice and just you know, steering off and it's just it's just messing your head up for ages and then you revisit then you get these little pockets of opportunities where like oh what if i did this so you might paint a big mural social media has a lot to play with it as well uh, so that's the noise upstairs uh social media has a lot to play with it, i think over the years as well showcasing your work some of the big when you're talking about installations I think actually now, if, if I think about an example, I think it was 2012, I'm terrible at years, but Limerick, it's a, it's a town, it's a city on the west of Ireland, I'm in the east, and they invited me down, it was like the cultural, they were celebrating their cultural something or other, and they're like, we got this gas station, a petrol station, and it's an eyesore, it's in the middle of the city, and we're going to put boards in front of it, and we'd like you to paint it. And I was like, oh, shit, inside the petrol station, wouldn't it actually be pretty cool if we were to clean it and paint it all and uh, make it as like an installation? And so we were like, OK, so instead of spending money on the wood, we put that towards paint. We rallied down and we spent a week on it. And Ireland is, as you know, prone for bad weather. So we spent most of the time just trying to clear out drains and get the rain out of there. But we painted this space. My mates helped me. And uh, we painted this space. And I was taking photos of it and they all came down, they're all really happy. And this, the, the organizers came down and walked into it. And as I was taking pictures, I realized then, oh, I've just created an experiential painting. I've just created a painting that people could step inside. And that triggered, I, I, I put that up online and then um, some, some, I think it's called Street Art News. Is that still in existence? Yeah, it's still, it's still no. going, yeah. Rom, is he still? Yeah, he's still I, as I understand, yeah, he's still editor yeah. in large, yeah. at, at large, I think he calls himself. But yeah. yeah, it's still going, still very popular. Uh, they put it up and I got a lot of hits and stuff like that. And then I, I'm presuming this is how this unfolded. Uh, an organisation in Berlin were running a big art installation exhibition. And they asked me what I create a piece for it. It was indoors. And so that's where then I got to then develop the craft. I'd done this print where it was like all these patterns and sort of seeing how their relationships are together. And I was like, well, what would that be like if I elevated that and became not only do I step into a space, the viewer, but then I sort of narrate them around it, the experience. So in some way I control it, like, you know. And uh, so I had the opportunity to do that and they had the budget to build this fucking massive thing in Berlin. And I documented that and then someone else saw it. And I sort of think that's how that 
became something. And then I went to Sydney to do this for a Sydney festival wow. where these containers are brought in and, and Hyde Park. It was like mad. It was, it was amazing. But I then got to the stage where I became like a project manager. It was very hard for, to find the time. My style had almost dictated what I was going to do for the next, if I didn't change it for the next 10 years, and that'd be just project managing these insane builds. And I went to Palais Tokyo and did a piece there. Oh, great. Like, I loved it. But I think that's sort of probably, yeah, that was the tipping point. And in Ireland, it was in 2009. It was previous to that. I was I had studied topography and design, and I started writing messages around the city, like, Mesa loves you, using typefaces. And um, Espo was over here at the time as well. I sort of shadowed him a bit, helped him on projects he's a huge influence on me and so i was able to just sort of flex my topography use and messaging and i created a project called they are us with a musician damien dempsey where i took his lyrics and i was looking at the songwriting of dublin because it's quite famous for old songwriting it was it actually each town had its identity based on the songwriter and he's a songwriter kevin freeney as a style and and that sort of blew me up here in dublin a bit i think because it became a not only was our subculture like through graffiti able to communicate with our abstract topography of graffiti, but now you're 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 writing language that the normal person on the street can can relate to, and so that sort of blew me up here. So I went on a ramble there, but that was no. it. that's my career. <laughs> but it's funny because you mentioned your topography and your sign writing there. When when I suppose generally speaking, when I think of your work, it's it's those those bold colours, what you just described, that you know the experiential yeah. stuff. But actually, you're right. You know, you know, you, you, your sign writing is something you do quite actively as well. And I'm thinking on the on the move here, but I think there was some some work that you did which has got quite a lot of notice around the the yes referendum. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The repeal the eighth, yeah. The repeal. Yeah, yeah. The re- can you tell me about about that? Because I think there was was there any con- controversy at the time on that? Oh yeah, loads. Like you're changing legislation now. I, I have a small part. I'm, I want to be very respectful in what I say. There, I have a small part to play in that movement that's been going on for a long time. And I came in and I created a, a design that I painted a mural. And I think the credit lies with everyone who was empowering that movement and just the timing of the mural. And it's simple graphic. It became one of the artworks that contributed. It's a heart, wasn't it? And it said repeal. Repeal the eighth. Yeah, yeah. Repeal, the eighth, yeah. repeal it. So um, abortion rights in Ireland. And uh, it got passed. And it became, I think, quite accessible. And people took ownership of it because we made it copyright free. There's a website to download mm. it. And so people, like most public art, you as the artist, because it's a shared space, to them have ownership of that artwork you know so that's that's that, that, that that's what happened there you know I, I just remember at the time because it seemed that there was a lot of activity around the urban art movement if you like and there was there's lots of stuff that was going up and it was it seemed to have a bit of an energy around yeah. it and I remember seeing your work I thought oh that's different that's yeah, different to yeah. what I was expecting to see from you but actually it had a real impact I suppose yeah should. yeah there's that graphic side to me where I was probably reverting back to 10 years ago and talked about the Day Us project it's using certain typefaces, that one being Bello Pro. Um, I think it's by a Dutch design house. And um, there's something just beautiful about the typeface. It's inviting and friendly, but assertive, communicates well and small, large. So it lent itself really well to graphics that I was doing or murals. You know, there's something very open and inviting about it. And so it beca- it's, because it's, a, it's a typeface that I use my own logo as well. Mason, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for talking yeah. to us on Art Related Noise. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for having me.